All right, everybody. My next guest rocks. He was the host of that metal show on VH1, which was a standard for metalheads all across the globe. And he currently hosts that Jameson show on Compound Media. He also has a new comedy album that came out last year called Denim and Laughter on Metal Blade Records. And it's available now on YouTube and everywhere you can find music and comedy and all that good stuff. He's also appearing at Uncle Vinny's Comedy Club this weekend, February 4th through 6th. So here he is, folks, the headbanging, hilarious Don Jameson. Don, how you doing, man? Hey, it's the Don and Don show today. Man. Yeah, man. I always tell people Don's, us Don's have to stick together, man. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> now more than ever, my friend. Yes, indeed, man. Yes, indeed. Now, um, and so uh, are you are you in New York or New Jersey? Where are you now? Like, uh, uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm snowed in here in Jersey and, you know, so uh, writing a lot of dick jokes today and shoveling <laughs> my driveway. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Yeah, we got hit with this this blizzard or uh, nor'easter or whatever they're calling it, and yeah. uh, we're all kind of stuck in in indoors. Of what? It's nothing new this year for us, right? <laughs> yeah, but we can do this, so that's cool. Yeah, exactly, man. Thank God. It's a that's, zooming world, Don. Yeah, man. I used to tell people, I'm like, you know, in the beginning of this whole thing, imagine if this happened in like this the '80s or the '90s. And we we're all quarantined and we didn't have this kind of um, access like we have now, man. Yeah. Well, guess what, Don? We would have figured it out. We always did, right? <laughs> True but, indeed. You know, I, I left my house at seven in the morning, went, walked to the bus stop, and my parents didn't see me till five o'clock when dinner <laughs> was on the table. I, but you know what? I always showed up. So yeah, yep, we exactly. would have figured a way, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, you know, the whole social media landscape and all that stuff for all the good that it does where, you know, where you can, especially for comics, we could promote our gigs and all that stuff. It's just, it's a fucking disaster, man. I mean, it's, you go on Twitter and it's just like a hate fest and it's oh, just man. like, oh man, what have we turned into? I think those days were, the, were I hate to sound like the old guy, get off my lawn, but the old yeah. days were, were simpler, right? Way simpler, man. Like you said, like, like, you know, social media is really like just becoming a, a cluster. Like, you know, sometimes you, you, you wonder when you post something on YouTube or so, or whatever, or, or Facebook or, or Twitter, what kind of reaction you're going to get. You don't know, man, who's, you know, it's going to be a friendly fire or, uh, <laughs> or a hate fest, man. It's crazy. But, um, but it is cool talking to you because I was a big fan of, of that metal show. I, I used to write for Circus Magazine, so I was kind of oh, cool. in the metal world a little bit. You know, I don't know if you were a reader of Circus, but it was like, you know, uh, teen beat for metalheads, basically. <laughs> but it was, it was good times, man. Oh, yeah. I miss magazines. You know, that, those were, that's how, you know, that was the, our social media, Don, right? Yeah, with Surface yeah. Magazine, Kerrang, Rip, all those great magazines, um, you know, that we, we don't have anymore because, you know, now you could just pick up your phone and, and see something in two seconds. But, yeah, that was uh, literally our social media, that and going out and buying uh, albums. Yeah, that's, it's, it's crazy that some of these things are being lost upon the, the generations, you know, that, that coming after us, man, like. You know, like there was nothing better than getting that magazine, like it was Hit Parade or a circus or whatever, and uh, hanging up those pictures off the, out of the magazine on your wall. Like they don't have that anymore, these kids. I don't even know what they're putting on their walls now. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, it, but yeah, you're right, man. It's like, and then you'd like, you'd open up, you know, you'd open up Circus Magazine and you go, oh, you know, Motley Crue has a new album coming out in September, but it was only April and you had, you like, had to wait. Yeah. Like, ah, I can't 
couldn't wait anymore. And nothing leaked out. So you never heard a song in advance. You never saw the artwork, nothing. And you waited and you saved your lawn mowing money. And then you ran to the record store, you know, which again, <laughs> that was also social media in the sense of, you know, that's, that's, that's a social activity where, you know, you're looking through the record bins and somebody's a few over and you go, Oh, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the new motorhead. Oh yeah. I'm looking for Motley over yeah. here. Oh, Motley's got a new record out. Yeah. And then now you're, you know, now your friends, Hey, I'm going to, I'll come back next week after I cut some more lawns, meet me here on Saturday and, you know, let's, let's pick up some new albums. So yeah, those are the days, man. Yeah, man. It was good. I remember like even being younger and, and discovering new music because my neighbor who was like a teenager and I was like, you know, maybe 12, 13 and this guy was like 18, but he was like, yeah. I would go over to him and one day he came over, gave me all his, his kiss albums. And he's, and I was like, wow, thanks, man. He's like, yeah. He's like, um, I'm now listening to this other band called Led Zeppelin. And I'm like, oh, can I listen to that? And I remember being a kid listening to Zeppelin for the first time. And I'm a kid. And I'm just like, ah, oh, this, nah, I'll go listen to the Kiss records. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, those kind of times, are, uh, you know, now it's different. I guess it's the same, but different, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, back then we, you know, friends would make each other, you know, mixtapes. And that's how I, I, you know, cassettes. That's yeah, how yeah. I found out. Not, not like rock and roll, Don, but also with comedy, because my buddy in high school, this, this guy, Steve Stevenson, he used to he used to uh, record um, George Carlin albums on cassette and give them to me because his parents were way cooler than mine. They let him listen to that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I used to have to listen to the cassette in the Radio Shack tape recorder with the one earbud, like late at night after my parents went to bed. And but yeah, yeah now awesome, you know yeah. you can make somebody up an Apple Music playlist or a Spotify playlist. So we still kind of have that, but. It was definitely way, especially when it was like listening to Carlin or Cheech and Chong, it was way more subversive to have to like meet my friend in the hallway at school and get the cassette and take it home and hide <laughs> it from mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I remember the Cheech and Chong, man, that like, because it was the same way, obviously. Uh, um, I'm born 71, so I think we're close in age. But yeah, uh, you know, coming up, uh, I remember Cheech and Chong, man, had it when uh, I first got cable at HBO or Showtime, whichever, and uh, Up in Smoke. Yeah, I had yeah. to like watch that thing in secret, but in the, the whole time, you know, my brother's guarding the door. We're watching it. <laughs> that was the days, man. Now on the phone, these kids could see the most hardcore stuff that, you know, they're seeing hardcore stuff that I still haven't seen yet. You know, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like Florentine, you know, Florentine says in his act, now kids or one mouse click away from seeing a chick blow a horse. Yeah, it's, it's nuts, man. <laughs> Freaking time is crazy, man. But um, but what's cool is that we did come up with all this great music. And, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and that's what I, I love about what you're still doing now with the Don Jameson show and what you did with the, that metal show is you kind of reintroducing a lot of these, these metal bands to, you know, new, newer, younger people that may not have known all this stuff. So I think that's, that's super cool. And, um, you know, like I said, my time with circus, I got to, to interview and meet some of these guys, but not the level you guys did, uh, uh, like, you know, the, just your kind of rapport with them. Uh, take me a little through the, those experiences you, you've met, like, have you met all of your heroes or is there anyone like on your wish list that you haven't interviewed yet? Cause man, yeah, it's tough. I mean, um, the only person, I mean, I think I've met everybody that really has meant a lot to me over the years. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the people we didn't get to on that metal show, unfortunately, it was Eddie Van Halen, even though I met Eddie another time, yeah. uh, Ozzy and Gene and Paul from Kiss. And, you know, I'm like you, Kiss was Kiss was my first band, you know, yeah, Kiss yeah. was Kiss was my gateway drug. Yeah, same here. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. You know, but to me, it was like, hey, we had we had Ace and Peter on the show from Kiss, you know, and Bruce Kulik was on. And um, unfortunately, you know, I, I never got to, to meet or know Eric Carr. But, you know, I, I always remember Eddie telling me, man, I, I, you know, I hate that Eric died so young, but I also hate that he never met you guys because he would love you guys so much because he was such a a great ball buster like you guys are and all that. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't take it personally. It's like, you know, not everybody had to do, they weren't obligated to watch right, or right. Be, be on that metal show. We had a little, we had a little fun back and forth with Gene and Paul over the years, you know, <laughs> yeah. we took a few shots at them. They took a few shots back at us all in, you know, all in good fun. Um, so, but yeah, we never, it was funny. We never got Ozzy cause you know, Eddie and Sharon just had this oh, friction. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. And it was weird to find out, you know, you know, like towards the end of our run that like Ozzy was a legit big fan of the show. Cause you know, I know Florentine talked to him about it. He's like, Oh, I loved when you had this guy on and he was talking about this. So Ozzy actually watched the show. So That's you know cool. what? And Eddie Van Halen never came in, but he sent us his EVH equipment for our guest musician to play every week. So, you know, yeah. it was, it's just kind of nice. Listen, man, I'm a fuck, I'm a humble guy, man. You know, I, I like to go out. I like to perform. I love the music, same music I've loved since I was a kid. And uh, man, I'm grateful to, that we, that anybody paid attention to us. And, and now a lot of these guys have become friends, man. And, and now that I'm doing my own thing, I can shoot people a text or an email and say, Hey, I'm, I'm doing my own thing over at compound media. It's that Jameson show. It's my little, my little way of keeping the spirit of that metal show alive and want you come on and talk to me for 20 minutes and we can do it just like this. Yeah, man. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Uh, both the, the Jameson show and, and that metal show. Uh, it was great. Uh, I, I loved it. Um, do you think, I, I know, you know, do you think metal will ever get back to its heyday level, the status it was either in the eighties during that era or even in the, early 2000s with that whole new metal scene do you think well like when, when it, it still was like you know Distur bands like disturbed and godsmack were all over the radio yeah. now now it's hard to find rock on any mainstream media it's kind of weird man yeah but you know what man it, 2020 was gonna be a big year for rock because you had big reunions motley Crue doing that stadium tour right yeah. the motley Crue said we're never touring again we're signing this contract <laughs> We can never break it legally. And I said to McMars on that metal show, right, right to him, I said, I go, I, don't worry. I know you guys will be back. I, I know you're not trying to pull the wool over your fans' eyes, but what happens is the same thing happens to every band. They break up, and a year later, they're like, I'm just sitting around. Let, why don't we go back? Why are we wasting time? Let's go back out and do it again. And sure enough, they did. So, But, but that, was, that was what was going to be the start of the big year. So Motley going out on a big stadium tour that was sold out, in advance. You had uh, My Chemical Romance reuniting, you had the Black Crows reuniting, yeah. Rage Against the Machine reuniting, and then there's a whole slew of newer bands 
that you know, like Greta Van Fleet and Rival Sons and Crowbot and there's and the Cruel Knives. There's all these and um, the Pretty Reckless. All these young bands that are coming up, you know, that were all going to be putting out albums and touring in 2020. And yeah, and we all know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it's freaking nuts, man. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I would like to see it get back, get back on its feet again because uh, I, I don't know if you know, you ever listen to anything on mainstream radio i i got uh you know uh daughters <laughs> so I'm li- sometimes i get forced to listen to some of this stuff and uh man it's tough it's it's not easy uh no. there's not even guilty pleasures it's just like oh my yeah God. like i had to take a road trip you know to north carolina from new york and and it was 10 hours of listening to that stuff man and it, <laughs> it takes it so long <laughs> it does uh, you know what man but it's yeah, it's crazy, man. But because the music we like, dude, has so many ebbs and flows, and sometimes it rocks all the way up here, and then sometimes way down here, and you think, "Ah, oh, we'll never get it back again," and then it does. And like, so that's just the nature of the music that we like. It's you know, it, it, you always say like, "Ah, oh, why aren't these bands bigger or whatever?" But then you know, being like we are, like we like our stuff to be more underground. Right, like when, yeah, that's the that's you know, the other like, side. So yeah. How many Metallica fans got pissed off when they put out the Black album? Because oh, they sold out. Everyone likes Metallica yeah. now, and it's, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, you you're kind of that way. We're kind of that way with our bands. Music now, dude. It, you know, especially for younger people, and it's not their fault. It's disposable. All right, this is a good song. I'll listen to this the whole summer. You know, I'll I'll listen to this Cardi B song for three months, and then you'll never hear it again. And nobody really cares because then another song will come on that people will like. And, uh, yeah. you know, I when, dude, when you two put their album in all our iPhones, I knew it was over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> when a band like you two that could actually sell millions of records says our album's free to everybody, then then what then who could charge money for music after that? Right. Yeah. If you two says our, our music's worthless. How, how many more how many bands are bigger than you two in the world so no, you know that like, was yeah. that was the, that was that was a big turning point man i was just like this is this is more than just a bunch of guys like me trying to figure out how to delete this damn thing out of my itunes but i knew it was a bigger story too man so you know i still collect vinyl man i just i do what i do that's what i try to do too i try and i, I don't like I, I still collect vinyl but i don't want the the re issued vinyl that they sell you know the new one i, I like to find the yeah. old stuff so i go to thrift stores or whatever and i like to find them too i like to i don't like to just order them on ebay i wanted like holy i can't believe oh, somebody oh. threw out the yeah, look at this i got this judas priest records man you know yeah. that that's like then it feels like treasure it's like it's only a dollar each man <laughs> same <laughs> a, i never order i unless it's a pre unless i want to pre-order something because it's a special edition i just i'm the same way i dig through i dig through the, the racks you know, I can find, oh my God, look at this first Angel album for $2 in yeah, perfect man. condition. They don't know what they have here. You know? <laughs> exactly, dude. It's like gold. Now, I also wanted to, to, to talk to you too, because, um, you know, throughout the years with stand-up comedy, there's been a couple of rock star level comedians, whether it's, you know, Dice or Sam Kinison, uh, put Jim Brewer in there. Uh, yeah. What other comedians would you say are rock star comics? And would you ever want to put together like a rock, a rock, or has there been one already? I don't know about a rock star kind of uh, um, comedian, like kings of comedy, but you know, rockers of comedy or something like that. 
Yeah, man, I've been, you know, that was something I was working on for 2020, because like I said, I knew there was going to be this surge of rock bands going out on the road. And I wanted to put, uh, I started to put together what I called the Monsters of Comedy. Oh, and, awesome. um, you know, it was going to be me and Hal Sparks and uh, this guy, Richard Hunter. And then, you know, if it, if it kind of took off, then I wanted to rotate people in like Brian Posehn, Brewer, yeah. Jim Norton, Jim Florentine, yeah. Craig Gass, Dean Del Rey. So there's a nice group of us rocker comics who all wear it on our sleeve out there now. Um, but you were right. You're right, man. It was funny back in the day. It was so cool for guys like Dice and Kinnison and Bobcat to go yeah. out and they would open for rock bands and stuff. And that was so cool. And then it was so not cool for like 25 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It's weird how it. <laughs> and now audiences are open to it again because I go out and open for bands all the time and crowds are into it, you know? Yeah, I think now a lot of the audiences, especially you know metal audiences, when they uh, they love stand up comedy and and they want yeah. they they want the edge, and that's that's another thing you know, um, we have to keep comedy edgy, man. We we can't. <laughs> that's one thing we can't let the uh, these uh, whatever they are these cancel call SJWs whatever you want to call them. We can't let them win this one, man. We have to fight this one. You know what's crazy though, Don. You, you know, in this in this like insanely hypersensitive world we, we're in right now, and then with the lockdown and everyone's scared of catching COVID and all this stuff, it it, it defies logic. But somehow, comedy has actually gotten better. The audiences, and I'm still trying to. It's like it's like if I went out now and I drove my Ford Fusion 90 miles an hour down my my block and, and I slammed on the brakes and I didn't go sliding for another mile. That's like, you know, it defies description. Like these right. crowds should be miserable. They should be angry at everything you say, you know, <laughs> every little buzzword should piss them off. Uh, they shouldn't even be coming into the clubs because everyone's scared. Oh, what if a piece of spittle flies 30 feet across the room and lands in my mouth? And, but I gotta <laughs> say, man, these, the crowds the last five months that I've been going back on stage, they're just like, you know what? Just hit us with everything you got because we've been we've been inside for the last six months and we just want to laugh and we don't care. And so it it's um, it's a weird phenomena. I'm sure that window's gonna close, Don. But <laughs> in the meantime, comics, if you can and you're able to go out and work, just hit them with your best shot, man. The crowds have been awesome. Yeah, because people want to laugh now more than ever, and and the fans of comedy are coming out. Like you know, I, I wish we were open here in, in uh, Long Island. I would love to have you come to Governors and perform w over here, but uh, at least places in New Jersey are still open. Connecticut, I think, still have some clubs open. So there's 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 still places to perform. Audiences are still coming out, and yeah. that's huge, man. And that's just that just says it all. That the the supply and the demand. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I miss Governors, man. I played there so many times with Dice and and uh, yeah, James yeah. and everybody over there are always always so cool to to me so uh yeah when, when everything opens back up i'd love to um and and you know and i know Gov governors is a place where you know they do things right um that's the cool thing too is like all the clubs that have been able to work um you know obviously we're not working as much as as we like to but the clubs are doing a great job with the social distancing and everything that where the audience feels at ease and but it's not too awkward for the comics like it's too spread out like 
it's still okay, man. You know, it, it, but for me, it's like, I don't care. I'm not worried about catching this thing. I don't want it. But if I get it, I get it. You know, I'm going right, to go down yeah. swinging. I just, as if the audience is tense, it's, the show's going to suck. If they walk in and they kind of go, oh, wow, that's cool. They have different circles and they got the tables here. Okay, everything's all right, good. I feel relaxed. You want to wear your mask? Wear your mask. You don't want to wear a do- I whatever. I don't care, you know. But as long as the audience is comfortable, I'm comfortable. Right on, man. Yeah. And then that just everyone's happy and positivity and, and the old adage that to me it always makes perfect sense, but even though it's might be corny, whatever it is, laughter is the best medicine. And it really is. When when people are in a good mood and they're laughing and they're happy, um, that transcends everywhere else, man. So you gotta keep that energy. Yeah popping and uh that's why comedy is so important and uh, you know I, I still don't think even after all these years uh you know from you know the vaudeville till now people don't understand how important comedy truly is man you know yeah well they're 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 re they're re uh introducing themselves to this art form that um that maybe they took for granted for a while you know just like with concerts too but you know people are they're realizing how much they miss going to see a show whether it's rock or country or whatever but music but the, like i said man the comedy crowds have been great they also know let's say here in jersey we're at 25 percent capacity so they know okay when i play in Plavinia's this weekend a sellout's 38 tickets so they have to want to be there and they have to want to get the tickets in advance and so you yes you're getting real comedy fans as opposed to a bunch of people who were you know hanging out having dinner on point pleasant and they go oh there's a comedy club over there let's just go over there and, and right, see what's right. up and they don't know who's on the show or whatever and sometimes those crowds they can those crowds can also be good but sometimes you you got enough people in there who kind of just wandered in and it's like it's not their style of humor it, it brings the whole show down Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So so now the, one of the positives is the people you're getting an audiences that want to be there and uh, are ready for, for uh, you know, Don Jameson, <laughs> you know, when they come out this weekend. So that's cool, man. Um, another cool thing that's really metal about you is that the your album that came out, uh, I think last year was a uh, denim and laughter was on on uh, Metal Blade Records. That I mean, is it guess you would? <laughs> I mean, are you the only comic? I think maybe Florentine has one too. Uh, album out on that label. Yeah, and Bre- and Brewer put one album out on Metal Blade. Oh, did so, yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. I've done all my records on Metal Blade, so you know it's been it's yeah, dude. That see that was the thing, like like in the late nineties when you know computers, you know comics were starting being able to burn their own CDs on their computers and you, they could do their own artwork. And so every comic was putting out an album and I was just like, I know I have the material, uh, but I, you know, I, I want, I want some other connection, you know, like I wasn't looking for this big record deal, you know, I, I know, you know, I'm not a huge name, but um, when I met Brian Slagle from Metal Blade and he offered me a deal, I thought he was, I totally thought, he was pulling my chain, you know, like, <laughs> like we were hanging, having drinks and stuff. And he was like, uh, yeah, you know, if you want to, you want to do a record, man, I'd love to do one with you. And I had gone on the road with one of his, the bands on his label. So he saw me open for, for a metal band and he, and, and uh, I didn't answer him for like a year. And he hired me to do this, uh, this convention out in Palm Springs and he comes and picks me up at the air. He flies me out. He picks me up at the airport. And he's like, you never gave me an answer on that record deal. I'm like, you were serious. <laughs> That's awesome. 
And then within five minutes, before we were even out of the airport, you know, we had a record deal, you know, in place. Yeah. And, it, and I've been with those guys ever since, man. It's awesome. That's the connection that I was looking for. Yeah, that's cool. You like label mates with like, you know, Kill Switch Engage and all these these metal bands. You're like, hey, that's my label mate. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, King Diamond. And, yeah, yeah dude. Great bands. I'm on a mark. And, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, uh, before I let you go, man, I want—I have these uh, quick questions I just want to ask you. Um, I'm just going to kind of go through these. It's like 10 quick ones. And then you could answer them however you want um, in detail or just kind of go through them however you feel comfortable. All right, here we go. Um, what's the last metal concert you attended? Um, the Monsters of Rock Cruise last February. Um, uh, you know, that I, I, that I'm on every year. So my last metal show was like 50 of my favorite bands all on a boat. So that was a good way to go out. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, what's the greatest metal genre to you? Ooh, uh, genre or as, as, uh, <laughs> as, <laughs> as, uh, Joe Curry says, genere. Um, <laughs> Joe Curry, I love him, man. Yeah. If you, if you Genier. see Joe, Yeah. I, that, that's taken on a life of its own, by the way. So if you see Joe Curry, ask him what, what genre of metal he likes. I, you know what, man? I, I'm like the, um, you know, I'm like the, the old schools, just sort of straight up heavy metal. Sabbath, Priest, you know, Saxon, you know, like the new wave of British heavy metal, you know, kind of bands. The, 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 that to me is the stuff I, I go back to the most. Yeah, yeah, because it's probably stuff you grew up with in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. so that's, yeah, exactly. Maiden, cool. you know. Yeah, love Iron Maiden. Um, that's one of my favorites. It's for me. It's it's because I grew up more um, with like uh, Guns N' Roses and and um, Motley Crue and ACDC's probably my all time favorite. I just love, that's just to me that's the quintessential like metal band is ACDC. Um, what's the best um, metal band ever? What's your favorite metal band? Well, it's a it's a tie. It's a, you know, I it, I can't decide. Um, but both guys were heroes of mine. But Motorhead and Thin Lizzy. Nice those, man. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I, I you know, Lemmy uh, Lemmy really is my idol. You know, and and I actually got to know him a bit from him coming on that metal show and and all that stuff. So uh, it was good to know. I never knew you know Phil Lynott, but um, but that band's just. Uh, Nobody in America knows anything, but, but the boys are back in town. But God, they're, they're, people will go back and listen to their catalog. This stuff's amazing. I think I'm going to take your advice and go back and listen to some of this stuff. Now I listened to them through the years, but like, but I, I now I just kind of want to reintroduce myself to it. Now that you say that, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I got to interview ben, uh, Lemmy one time. It was a phoner. This is for circus. Yeah. And I was nervous, man, because yeah, I didn't know how he was going to be. But he, he was super cool, man. He was he was so awesome, man. And yeah. Uh, yeah, God bless him. He's one of the greats for sure. Um, what's the worst metal genre? You know, I'm just, look. I'm look. I'm very honestly, Don. I am very open to every genre of metal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Curry, are you listening? <laughs> I, I, the only stuff I can't get into is like that screamo stuff. That that I can't. It's that and black metal. I'm not into that Norwegian church burning stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I love death. I, I really, in the last 10 years, I've really gotten into death metal a lot. And, you know, I like 80s metal. So I don't really discriminate. But the, the stuff that's really screaming, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. For me, it's the evil stuff. I don't like when it gets too, too evil. Um, uh, what the, was that band? Cradle of Filth, man. I saw them oh, yeah. live once and uh, I interviewed D- Davey Filth. And man, I, I, he said one, at one point, he's, he was telling me that he's, you know, into Satan. We got into the whole devil thing. And he's like, he mentioned the religion he's in. I forget the name of it. And I swear, thunderstruck right as he said it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, it's time to get that out of here, man. You know, we were like on his tour bus at the Ozfest in like '03 or something in Connecticut. Some of those bands are, are are seriously into that. Some of it's just for show. So you know, if you don't know, <laughs> yeah, and, and lightning strikes nearby, it's time to end the interview. <laughs> um, metal band. What what metal band that everybody loves that you don't think are that great? Oh boy. Uh, da, 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 da that everybody loves that I, yeah, I mean, uh, um, maybe like, I'm trying to think of someone big. I mean, I was getting, my first instinct was like, was like poison. Oh yeah. <laughs> but are they, are a, they kind of, are they big enough? I, you know, I don't know. Well, they were, yeah, at one point I'd say. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, and they're still around. I mean, they still play. Yeah. And I go to see them and I know the guys, you know, they, 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 they were just one that, yeah, I mean, I always had the records because, you know, especially when you're, you know, you young guy and you bring a girl over, you, you know, you couldn't put King Diamond on. You know? <laughs> yeah, so if you yeah, had yeah. a couple Poison albums in, in your collection, then, you know, then you're all right. <laughs> no, Poison's a, a great answer. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, besides heavy metal music, what other kind of music do you listen to? There is no other kind, Don. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect answer. Right um, I got a few more here. Uh, oh, what's the fu- what? What do you think of these funny bands? And could you put these in order? And and uh, like comedic bands. So you got like Spinal Tap, Tenacious D, Steel Panther, and like Guar. Okay, so number one, Guar. Number two, Steel Panther. Number three. Spinal Tap. I know that's sacrilege. They'll be sacrilegious to somebody. Yeah. Um, and, but and Tenacious Day. Tenacious Day was one I, I just I never got either. You know, that's weird. They're my poison of comedy because, <laughs> and I think it was because a buddy of mine took me to see them in in at Irving Plaza in New York, way way back. You know, like before Jack Black was in the movies and stuff. Right, right. And he just all he told me was we're going we're going to see Tenacious D. I didn't know who they were. And I'm standing there and people, and there are two guys with acoustic guitars and people are laughing. I'm like, and finally after like a half hour, I tap my friend on the shoulder. I go, I go, why everybody laughing? These guys are up there playing and everyone just keeps laughing. He goes, it's a comedy show. And I was like, oh. (laughs) That says something about both their music and their comedy. (laughs) Or just, it says something about me, you know. But yeah, yeah, the the Tenacious D, definitely definitely not my favorite, but uh, Guar, Guar's, brilliant uh, god it's just their stuff is so funny and so smart and yeah yeah and a lot of and people don't realize mates. oh yeah man. <laughs> there you go <laughs> um and uh and finally do you have um if oh if you were a professional wrestler what would your entrance music be um man you know uh well motorhead worked for the game right yeah, for yeah, that for, yeah. for uh the triple the, uh, h who's the wrestler triple h yeah triple, yeah 
Yeah, so it'd have to be something something by Motorhead. Oh, like I'm go. in the ring to Motorhead, because I know I'd be guaranteed to be fired up. Hell yeah. Um, and and uh, finally, do you have any, are there any street jokes about heavy metal? Street jokes? Oh, boy. Like I, uh, I have one I could tell you that I got. All right, off. you tell me yours, yeah. I, I, <laughs> did you hear about the heavy metal band that also makes Christmas music? They're called yeah. they're called Slayer. <laughs> I do a joke in my act, uh, Don, where I go, um, you know, I guess my sense of humor from my mother. Uh, she knows I go out and open for rock bands. So she heard I was going out on tour and she said, oh, yeah, who, who are you going out with this time? I said, I'm going out with Nashville Pussy. And without missing a beat, my mom said, I didn't even know Billy Ray Cyrus was still performing. Oh, that's great. Man, props to your mom, fast thinking. She's funnier than I am. Awesome. She's opening for me in Uncle Vinny's this weekend. <laughs> uh, well, Don, I appreciate you taking the time, man. Um, you, you know, you truly rock on, on all the levels. Tell everybody where they can find you on like social media and all that good stuff, and also where you're going to be this weekend. Yeah, thanks, man. I'll, I'll be in Uncle Vinny's February 4th, 5th, and 6th. That's this Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram, Don Jameson, J-A-M-I-E-S-O-N. Um, I, I do have something up on Facebook that I'm locked out of for some reason, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm good about posting all my dates and stuff. And um, hey, man, I, I appreciate you reaching out um, to do this and, and stuff. And, and, and that's one good thing that's come out of this, man, is like everybody's been reaching out to each other whether it's to do something like this whether it's a text to say how you doing you know how's your how's your mental state and all that stuff and and appreciate people coming out and laughing their balls off because uh it's therapy for me too you know uh, it's therapy for us comics yes as well as it is for the audience so I uh, hope to see people out this weekend. I hope to see you out on the island sometime, man. Yeah, man, for sure. It'd be great to to meet you in person. Uh, like I said, you rock. And, and uh, if you ever want to come back on the show anytime, always welcome. Uh, you know, if you have anything you want to promote or just talk to me, uh, it'll be an honor, man. You rock, my friend. Uh, thanks thanks so again. Much, Don. All right. Don Jameson, everybody. The man himself. <laughs>